Rugby set to make a return. Article by Kieran Murphy. County Carlow FC are getting ready for a new rugby season, which will begin in the first week of September with the South East League, while a slightly different version of the Leinster League will kick off on Sunday the 4th of October. While the Leinster Leagues will be run off with the same teams, the fixtures have been subdivided on a geographic basis, with the teams closest to each other playing a home-and-away format in the first phase. In Division 1B, Carlo, Kildara, Tullow and Wicklow will all play off against each other twice by the end of November. Then those four teams will play Boyne, Clondalkin, Longford and Mullingar twice on a home and away basis. For example, Carlo hosts Tullow in their opening game on the 4th of October and will travel to Blackgates on Sunday the 8th of November. Their first match outside their zone is at home to Clondalkin on Sunday the 6th of December. The following week they play Boyne in Drogheda. The clubs which are nearest to us, we will play them twice before Christmas. That will be six games, and then the other four in our division we hope to play just before or after Christmas, explained John Shirley, the Carlo PRO. So at first we will play Tullow, Kildara and Wicklow twice. Everything is Covid and lockdown permitted, noted Shirley. Corey Carty remains as head coach and so far the club is happy with the turnout in training with some new faces also coming in. I don't want to start naming names yet but we are quite surprised with the big numbers who have turned up. Guys are fed up and are mad for games. There was a suggestion that the Leinster League would have no promotion or relegation but that idea has been dropped. The guys welcome the fact that this has been dropped, says Shirley. With the season coming to a premature end last year, there was no promotion-relegation playoffs. Instead, the top team was promoted and the bottom team relegated. So, from Division 1B, Monkstown went up to Division 1A, while De La Salle Palmerstown fell into Division 2A. The South East Leagues are set to start on September the 5th, with the fixtures still to be confirmed. Meanwhile, Carlo is embracing the new normal. Players adhere to a strict protocol where they train in groups of 15. They have a leader who takes notes and records who has been training. If there's a problem, then that is where contact tracing comes in, says Shirley. Leinster Junior Rugby Administrator Dermot O'Mahony says the return to rugby remains on a knife edge but they are doing all in their power to get players back onto the field. It all depends on how we get on with the coronavirus. That goes without saying. We are planning for the best, but realising the worst could happen as well, he emphasised. Carlo Captains and Coaching Staff, 2020-21 Junior 1, Captain Ross Elms, Vice Captain Thomas Whitney Junior 2, Captain Anthony Mannion Head coach Corey Carty. Forwards coach not filled yet. Assistant coach to J2s Ed Keating. Junior 1 manager David Fitzhenry. Junior 2 manager Paul Walsh. A full list of club fixtures is posted on the Leinster Rugby website. Give it a try. 
The Give It A Try initiative, which targets 10 to 14-year-old girls who have had no previous rugby experience, is being embraced by the Carlo Club. The Carlo Give It A Try will start in Carlo Rugby Club on Monday the 24th of August from 7 to 8pm, lockdown permitting. The club has a comprehensive COVID-19 health and safety plan in place and has completed an IRFU safety training unique to the programme. Cost is €10 for four weeks and is targeting 10 to 14-year-olds who want to give rugby a try. It is a way of increasing numbers with a fun introduction to the sport. For pre-booking and COVID regulations, please contact Catherine on 87 399-5588 or carlorugby-girls at gmail.com Cricket Seconds march to second win in a row but first struggle Article by Harry Shorthose Bagnallstown seconds recorded an 89-run win over Adamstown 6 on Sunday to record their second win in a row Batting first, they climbed to an impressive 182 from their 20 overs. A strong opening partnership between Rana Fahim Riaz and captain Ashan Wijasinghe saw them put on 68 in 11 overs and looked set to go on to make a solid score. Riaz got out for 30 with the captain following suit on 40, four overs later. However, a big quickfire partnership of 88 in five overs saw Shozab Ali Taj, 44 not out, and Pardeep Huda, 49 not out, blasted them up to a score they would have felt was defendable as they punished the Adamstown rear-end bowling attack. With the ball, there was a good job done to keep the Adamstown batsmen to just 94, with just three getting into double figures. They were slow to get off the mark, but a couple of early runouts saw both openers dismissed cheaply. A few quick wickets saw Leslie Hing pick up three wickets in quick succession to pin them back to 34 for five. Sajaz Malik struck soon after, but it would be another three overs before Matt Baker took out their highest scorer. Michael Dick struck two and the tailenders tumbled. Extras was a big scorer too, with a total of 14 being conceded. They kept themselves in the hunt for the semi-final spot in the Adamstown Cup. However, their firsts had no such joy, as they lost their third match on the trot away from home. Going into the game with just 10 men, they were already at a disadvantage, and without a number of key players, they knew they needed a good start. They got it. Adamstown batted first and came out slashing at everything looking to put pressure on the Bagnallstown bowlers. However, Zishan Mumtaz picked up two wickets in the first over to take advantage of their lapse of judgement and another one in his second to make the game interesting. At the other end, the captain Sonny Charles struck to reduce them to 10 for 4 inside 4 overs. A little rebuild saw Adamstown rebuild slightly, but Hing struck to reduce them to 35 for 7 and spark hopes of bowling them out cheaply. However, a couple of big partnerships in the middle order 
saw them reach 130 at the end of their 20 overs. Mumtaz picked up another one to make it four for his collection, whilst Robbie O'Neill picked up one with his brother Shane getting a run out. It was a tough ask to chase it down, but they gave it their best shot. Mumtaz 11 and the O'Neill brothers 23 for Robbie and 25 for Shane set it up early on and got a good foundation set up with the captain able to come in and cement that with a solid 40. However, with wickets falling around him, they struggled. Huda offered some fight too, making 10, unlucky to be caught on the boundary. The captain held things together and brought them to a strong position. Needing 12 off the final six balls, there was doubt whether they could pull it off, but a big six first ball from the captain reduced that to six in five and give them a real fighting chance. However, disaster struck as he got dismissed next ball to a controversial LBW decision, which he insisted he hit, as he tried to hit another six to try and end the game there and then. From there, the final wicket fell with a run-out, ending their hopes, as they lost by five runs to end their hopes of being involved in a semi-final. 